Hello and welcome to the Real Food Whole Health Podcast, where it's all about real food and holistic living in the real world. With your host, nutritional therapist, Amy Love. And please note our disclaimer, all information and content in this podcast is for general information only and not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Thanks so much for joining us on the Real Food Whole Health Podcast. Today we have Orlisa Smith from the website 20 Dishes. Orlisa, thanks so much for being here. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really super excited to talk to you today. I'm really excited with all the good stuff that we're going to share. Um, I love your website, 20 Dishes. You guys have a really unique perspective on cutting down time in the real food kitchen. Right. And, and we all, all three of us, were are real foodies. And we all knew how much time it was just sapping from our lives. We felt like we just were married to our kitchens. and Always in the kitchen, yeah. <laughs> like, always, like... I swear I was like making breakfast or making lunch or making dinner or cleaning or doing some prepping or it was like, do I ever get out of this kitchen? Oh, no. I know because as soon as you finish breakfast, you're starting to, you do cleanup and then you're prepping for lunch and then, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> then you're never out. <laughs> it's, um, you know, I mean, it's worth it, right? Because like we're we're producing wonderful, nourishing food for our family, but... You know, I know it's like there has to be a better way, right? I mean, well, as a mom <laughs> and a wife, you know, I got two littles and a husband. And at the time, I was working full time and working on my master's degree and trying to feed my family real food. And there were nights where I was just like, you know what? Where's the drive through? Can we get a real food drive through? <laughs> and I, I said, know, right? You know, I can't do that. And I also couldn't no. come home from work and spend hour at least an hour in the kitchen and it's like okay I get home at six I spend an hour they eat at seven they've done the homework it's time to go to bed I mean 10 o'clock I finally sat down that wasn't yeah, gonna work. crazy no that's not gonna work and I mean one hour that's kind of like a quick meal when you've got to pull it all together if things aren't ready to go that's kind of like a, a real food quick meal right an hour easily yeah right <laughs> so that's yeah that's I just tough. couldn't do it anymore no, and like you said, you don't really get quality time with your family. You come home, you're tired, you guys want to hang out and visit about your day, and it's like you're in the kitchen and working, you you don't even sit down and rest. Right, and you don't have time to actually enjoy the time that you do get to spend with your family, because guess what, mm -hmm. guess where you are, in the right. kitchen. <laughs> right, so true, and so many things that so many moms are facing, you know, especially as they're transitioning their diet from standard American diet, where it's just like, okay, we're grabbing a can or grabbing a box or grabbing a drive through you know, that stuff's everywhere. Like, it's so easy to just grab a go. I mean, we certainly pay for it in terms of our health. Right. And, and, um, and nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to do that. It's not worth it. And so we have to make real food more accessible. We have to make it more doable um, so that people can switch over and not go insane. Right, right. And I, knew, <laughs> I mean, I knew I was losing my mind. And I mean, I understand fully. It's so funny because a lot of people on this real food journey, I mean, we've, mm -hmm. I've been on this journey for seven years now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, about me too. And I'm like, it's so, it's so funny because a lot of people who've been on this journey are these perfect people. They've never been sick. They've never had any problems. They had like, I don't know, I was dealing with a migraine. And so I started a real food journey and now I'm fine. And it's like, no, I was sick. And so I'm yeah. desperate to find a way to make sure that I did not go back to being sick. And yes. I was like, I can't do that to me. And I don't want to watch my kids do it. And so no. at all, I was at my wits end when I, when I came up with 20 dishes, it was, that's what actually made it happen is 
is I was at, it was like my last straw, you know? Wow. Wow. (laughs) And that's, I mean, and that's a huge testament to how much you want to get your health back. And I think a lot of people listening are in that same boat where it's like, I need something to change so badly. You know, I'm so sick. I'm dealing with so much. Like, I totally agree with you. I've heard the stories. People are like, oh, I had a pimple, and so I changed my diet, and la da <laughs> Right? <laughs> and, I mean, I was not that person. Oh, and I want any of your no. listeners to understand that I was not this perfect little girl, you know, who had all this perfect things, no. and all I had was a pimple and a migraine. Not even a migraine. Pimple and a headache, and then, right. you know, I was sick. I literally was, I was morbidly obese. I had chronic sinusitis. I was covered in eczema. I mean, covered to the point where it was infected. And I spent a month in Mayo Clinic trying to get it uninfected. Mm-hmm. I had asthma. I had um, I had tendonitis in my Achilles. I mean, I, I had issues. I mean, major issues. And yeah. the last straw was, well, you know, when the, the doctor was like, look, you're going to have a stroke. And I was 30, like 31, 32. Oh. And I was like, there's no way I could have a stroke and leave my babies. I had just had my daughter. No. And I was at, like, I was just afraid to die. And so I had gastric bypass thinking that was going to do it. This is before I figured Mm -hmm. out, you know, we are what you eat. And I had gastric bypass, lost the weight, lost some of the weight, started to gain the weight. And, but the rest Mm. of the health issues were not resolved. I still covered in eczema. I still had all these other issues. And I was like, oh my God. So I found because the weight was a symptom, right? And and, and not always, the cause, exactly. And so that the obviously mainstream medicine doesn't see it that way. Exactly. Know? It's like if we could just get you thin, right? You be healthy. then you'll be perfect. Yeah, because you know thin is healthy. Yeah, right. Right. And so exactly. It's like so. Finally, when I realized that thin wasn't healthy and that I wasn't healthy, and I found the real food lifestyle, and I was finally you know, starting to resolve these issues. I finally cleared my skin. I finally stopped having sinus infections. I finally, I haven't used my inhaler in seven years since I went, you know, real food. And it's yeah. like, seriously, that's what saved my life. And so yes. I, there, when it, when I got in that kitchen and I was like, oh my God, I'm spending so much time here, but I was desperate because I was like, this saved my life. I can't go back. I cannot no. go back. <laughs> no, and going through a McDonald's at that point is not even an option. Oh, my God. It's not an option. I feel like I would, like, so I would spontaneously combust if I got near a McDonald's drive <laughs> I know, right? Well, and I think, like, so many people, they're like, oh, you know, we always talk about that 80-20 rule, which I've never totally subscribed to the 80-20 rule unless your 20 is, like, pretty darn good, right? right. You know, I mean, like, 20% is, like, farm to table that might use a little oil that's off it like some chipotle or whatever. right that's but my 20 exactly that's my 20 and it's really more like 10 <laughs> like my but, kids don't my kids are like oh chipotle you know that's that's their treat or that's you know, something it. like that but right. like, I don't do I don't subscribe to the 80 20 rule where you eat whatever you want 20 because no. to me that's like saying, you know, a little rat poisoning isn't that bad. Uh, yeah. That's exactly what I say. And I'm like, why? And people talk about, oh, it's a treat, whatever. I don't think it's a treat to poison yourself. And I really, um, you know, I'm totally serious. I know, I, I know it's real life. I know that people are busy. I know, But we have to draw a line for ourselves and for our family and say, I'm not going 
to go there. I'm not going to do it because it's not just about your health. I mean, we know it's about the workers. We know it's about the animals. We know it's about the planetary health. Like there's so much that goes into it and there are other options. Like it's just about planning. Um, It's just about making those steps so that you say, okay, look, I am absolutely dedicated to healing. And it's certainly easier when it's not a pimple and a headache that you're overcoming. (laughs) I mean, seriously, right? Totally. so, it's so much easier to draw that line when you're watching your children suffer, when you're um, constantly having, you know, breathing problems, your lack of, you know, any energy, you know, whatsoever, when you've got headaches, like, I mean, I have four typed pages of symptoms I would carry around doctor to doctor to doctor I was practically bedridden at 25 I had to quit working I mean I was in pain constantly like every single moment of every single day in pain and that's not headache that is not that's not life that's not life so I I mean we all are like no my life depends on this my new life depends on this this new energy my newfound freedom you know from all of those things depends on this and and yeah. and I know now that it's a journey. I get that it's a journey, but mm-hmm. my goal is always to help make people's journeys easier, you know, and, yes. that's, that's and help them shortcut, like, so they don't have to go, okay, like, I've got screaming kids in the car. I've got five <laughs> minutes. I have to feed them. Like, what am I going to do? And the worst question you want to hear, even if you don't have kids, if you, you, the worst question you want to hear is, what's for dinner? What's for dinner <laughs> at 530? You're like, dinner? oh, I don't want to hear that question. And so yeah. that didn't is I just like, feed you lunch? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you need dinner? Didn't you eat today? <laughs> didn't you eat yesterday? Twice. <laughs> Twice already. I think you've eaten like 20 times this week. Seriously. <laughs> I know. And I think we've all been there and felt that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, okay, what if I could eliminate that question? What if I could make it so that whenever that question came up, you automatically had an answer and you already yeah. knew that as soon as you get home, it's going to take you right around 20 minutes to get that dinner on the table from start to finish. That would be a dream. Right. And so my dream has come true. <laughs> and, and I have, you know, synthesized it into a process to where, to where I can reteach it and show it. And make it step-by-step for people and give them the step-by-step instruction. So it's not just, you know, here's your grocery list, here's your meal plan, here's some recipes, Merry Christmas, have at it. You know, right. it's exactly. like, well, anybody can give you that. Anybody, You can find that for free on the Internet these days. On the Internet. Yeah. That's cake. Like, that's easy. Right. But can you find the step-by-step prep that will get you in and out of the kitchen in an hour? Not, mm. and, and I mean, all seven meals. You will have literally 20 minutes, I 20 minutes in the kitchen. Some of them you don't even have that because when you prep it, you prep the whole thing and you put it, oh, you wow. know, and it's a crock pot meal. So all you have to do that morning is dump it in the crock pot right out the door. Done. When you come home, it's done. Oh, I love yeah. crock pot meals. They make me so. Don't you? <laughs> yeah, I do too. It's really been helpful. And now that I have my instant pot, like it's almost like crock pot feels so slow. Right. Um, because, <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean I have to cook this for six to eight hours? Like, I don't think so. Excuse me? Um, yeah. Instapot is like um, 20 minutes. I mean, 20 minutes. It can be for some things. But, like, my short ribs that used to take, like, six to eight hours now take, like, just over an hour. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's amazing. It's amazing. But that's still, like, you've got to plan it out. Right. You can't get home and go, oh, yeah, I'm going to make short ribs because that's still, like, an hour and a half away. Right. <laughs> Yeah. If you have a pressure cooker, you know, 
I love right. pressure cooker too. And even that, it's like, okay, this is still going to take half an hour, you know? Yes. <laughs> and so, yeah. and if you don't know that you're going to do that, the beats in the freezer, you forgot. Of course yeah. it is. I, mean, I never, I, I used to hate, oh my gosh, that was me. I would come home and I'm like, oh my God, I forgot to take something out. (laughs) (laughs) Or it's like, okay, guys, we're having like um, ham and cheese for dinner and what olives and avocados. I used to to have those nights where I'm like, it's every man. What's every man? Every man for himself. (laughs) You know, go in the pantry, find some sardines and some. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you're having. Sardines (laughs) and tuna. That's what we're having. And baby carrots. Oh, beautiful. That's a lovely combination. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> yeah, the kids love that one, don't they? Yeah, they were looking at me like, are you serious right now? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, all the kids that whose moms are listening right now, they're like, please don't feed me that. Right, ever again, please. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's, oh, we'll just have breakfast for dinner, eggs and bacon. Right. Yeah, that's an easy go-to. That's an easy go-to, but it still takes time. Right, and planning, so. Yeah. <laughs> Because you know when you want to have that, you don't have a you don't have bacon in the house. Right. Oh. That's the week that you don't have it. Yep, love it, and that's why I. It's another reason I was like, I can't do this. I cannot stress about this. So I couldn't do it anymore. I just couldn't, and so I I developed it. And then my partners, I was like, look, I know you're you're struggling. You guys are struggling too, and they're like, yes, this is it. <laughs> so we work. Indeed, I am. How did you know? Right. <laughs> And that's when I knew I was like, oh, wait, I'm not alone. Everybody else isn't like perfect. Little, you know, Susie Homemaker with her little apron and her little, you know, cookie plate of cookies. Yeah, no, (laughs) that's not happening. And, you know, I know it looks like on Instagram and all these things that that it might be happening. Like, but, you know, usually when I'm taking food pics, my husband's like, can I eat yet? What are you doing? Stop it. (laughs) My kids are so used to like me taking food pics. They're like. Mommy, can I take a picture of your food? Can I take a picture of my food? I'm like, oh, my, maybe I'm doing a little too much. Yeah, right. It's really funny. But that's like, I always call it the show plate. It's kind of funny because, like, the rest of my dishes don't look like that. Like, but I'm not going to show it to you all heaped on a plate because then it doesn't look that good. Right. But, um, yeah, so I have the show plate. And, like, Matt and I switch off. I'm like, okay, tonight you get the show plate. Because you get to eat the cold food. You get the, yeah, right. And it's always cold, too. But it looks really pretty. And it's so funny because when it's heaped on my plate and I don't take a picture of it, that's usually when I'm starving and I'm failing it. And and I'm like, well, this is not going to get a picture tonight. No, No. and you know what? There's so many nights that it's like, I mean, it's real life and it's not always these elaborate picture worthy creations. I mean, sometimes it's just like regular old food. Oh, but so delicious. Like there's this one of my favorite meals is like Kahlua. I I make a Kahlua pork in the crock pot and literally Mm -hmm. one of the meals that takes almost five minutes, like literally five minutes to make. You throw it in the crock pot and when I pull it out, I shred it and put it on a baked sweet potato with a little barbecue Ooh. sauce. Oh, my God. It is so that ugly. But it is delicious. It's so ugly. It is the ugliest picture I could ever Comfort take. Comfort food is often kind of ugly in pictures. <laughs> so ugly. You know, it kind of is because, like, it's usually this lovely mix of, like, textures and whatever. And people go, like, ew, what is that? <laughs> like, no, really, trust me, it's delicious. It's so and they ugly. eat it and they love it. Right. But... <laughs> If you were, like, shopping through on Instagram, like, what am I going to make? It's not one of those, like, Pinterest-worthy, oh, look. Right. Ooh, uh-huh. pork shoved in a baked sweet <laughs> potato with barbecue sauce. Like, uh, yeah. it doesn't look good, but it is so mm-hmm. darn good. It's, yeah. like, delicious. 
<laughs> and like you said, so easy. It's so easy. And it's one of those like super hot, it's packed with so many good things and so easy. Yeah. So easy. Yeah, I love it when things can go in, in on one dish and, like, be really simple. Right. And, like, all your stuff together. Like, you've got your nice, you know, good carbs and you've got your healthy fats and you've got all your protein. Like, all together, very helpful. Right. And all I do is toss a side salad with that. I mean, it, it right. li- like takes, like, five minutes to put that meal together. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, favorite meal. And my kids awesome. absolutely love it, which is yeah. always a bonus because I don't have to – you know, say, oh, my kids won't eat this. And I'm not that no. mom anyway, so maybe I can no. count. You know, <laughs> my mom was like, I am not a short order cook. You eat what yes. you get. You know? <laughs> it's so important. And you know what? I think that's such an important message for moms. And um, we talk about, and dads too. I mean, we're not singling out moms. We know everybody gets in the kitchen, but um, but we are talking to a lot of moms right now. And, you know, it's actually been on several of our episodes as we've talked to people that they have drawn that line with their family. Like, I'm not going to make four, five, six different meals for everybody. Like, this is what we're having as a family. This is the food that we eat. And so we sit down and we eat. And, like, if the kids – I mean, obviously, like, allergies and stuff, totally different thing. Right, right. right. We're not talking about that. Yeah. But we're just talking about kids that are like, I don't want to try that, and I don't want that. You know, and it's like, well, this is what we're having tonight. And, you know, you got to decide in your family, like, do you have, like, a three-bite rule? Do you have whatever? But – the kids are not going to starve, well, and if you start, they're not. They're not going to starve. And I told and the if, kids, you know, if you want, I, I say, you know, we, we try different things. You're not mm-hmm. going to eat the same thing. And my daughter has been, we were we started out paleo when she was like mm-hmm. two. Uh-huh. And she hated vegetables at that time because she was two, and that was, right. we were coming off of McDonald's and chicken nuggets, and yeah. she was like, I don't want to eat that carrot, you know. So I had to right. hide vegetables, but I was like, you're going to at least try it. And now my, my kids have such a developed palate. Like, people are so amazed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, your kids eat sushi, or your kids will eat that salad, or, and I'm like, right. yeah, my kids ask for salad. Like, they're like, it's learned behavior. Right. It's not, you know, I always say that kids don't come out eating only macaroni and cheese and chicken nuggets. Right. Like, it, it's, that's a learned behavior. And it's actually sort of a new, new-ish concept i mean like other countries don't treat their children that way i'm always reminded of that book um french kids eat everything right i can't remember the author but and i couldn't remember it last time i brought it up but (laughs) i'll put it in the show notes but french kids eat everything and it talks a lot about that like sitting down this is the food that we eat like it's it's different all the time and um you know there's different flavors different textures but that that the kids eat it and of course they do because you know, they don't come out just eating that that kids meal right. stuff. It's like, how weird is it that there's even a kids menu? Like, <laughs> they can eat anything anybody else can eat. Uh, exactly, and that's what they do. Like, my kids actually eat whatever we eat. So, yeah. and it's like, it's awesome because sometimes when people are trying, like for instance, twenty dishes, they're like, well, my kids are very picky, and I'm like, my kids started out picky. You know, I had yeah. a two-year-old who was on McDonald's, and my son was four, and so he was right. on McDonald's for four years, and he was, yeah. I don't want this, I don't know what this is. And when we started out, I started with, you know, kid-friendly, healthy versions of the kid food. And Absolutely. Then, you know, I'm going to, it's not saying, you know, all or nothing, just ditch all the stuff and start from, no. you know. Nope. And we're not saying that no. you can't ever have chicken nuggets and macaroni and cheese. Like, oh. when you make those foods at home, like, those are actually, we, Matt and I always joke, those are kind of our favorite foods. Right. And, like. We started out in our relationship. I actually 
laughed about this before because it was like, okay, when we started out in our relationship, it was like um, Tyson, you know, like whatever we got at Sam's Club or whatever, <laughs> microwave chicken nuggets. Yep. And like, if we wanted to be real fancy, we put them in the oven. And then, um, <laughs> and then like a box of Kraft macaroni and cheese or whatever. And I mean, I can't ever believe I ate that. Shells. I mean, you have to do yeah. shells and cheese if you're fancy. Uh, like we, if you're really fancy, yeah. like with the Velveeta <laughs> with the can cheese. Cheese. Ew. Oh my god. Look like a traffic cone melted down. Oh my god. Yeah. Bad, right? Okay. So we would eat that, right? That would be like kind of a Sunday afternoon, like we're just taking it easy, want a comfort food meal. And then when we switched over, we kinda went to like Ian's and then like Annie's mac and cheese, right? So it was like kind of upgraded version. Right. And gluten free, right? right? And then it went to like homemade, like take the chicken, pound it out, you know, do it in um uh, almond meal and bake those and then right. make my own mac and cheese with brown rice, you know, right. uh, noodles right. and, uh, make my own sauce. And I mean, I'm telling you like the, the, the difference between those right. is so monumental. <laughs> and I'm not just talking about in nutrition, but in taste. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Like I can't, I can't even look at that other stuff now. Like it would be like, why would I ever want to eat that, Put that when I can in my mouth? Other- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Not to and mention how I feel afterwards. My kids, yeah. my kids are now spoiled on real food too, and it's yeah. it's and I had to let them so make their own choices. You know, a lot of times people say, you know, I, they're the food police. They feel like the food police. Well, I decided I wasn't going to do that, and mm-hmm. so I was like, I'm going to let you learn your body early in life. And so, like, mm-hmm. my son would go to birthday parties, and he'd say, "Mommy, can I have cake? Mommy, can I have that pizza?" Sure. You know, yes, we're on this real food lifestyle. I would love for you to go with me, but I can't force you. And I'm yeah. not going to be that person who's like, no, you can't have it. And you're that kid right. at the party, you know, feeling left out because your mom's being really mean and won't let you have it, you know. Well, and then you're creating food issues. Right. And then he's like, you know, why don't I have control over my own food? Like, it just gets really messy. Right. And expensive therapy for him later. And so, exactly. um, <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> I'm just going to let you make your own choices. And I clearly remember him at the birthday party or coming home from the birthday party and he was sick because he'd been, you know, he, he's still mm-hmm. food. And so he was sick and he's like, my stomach hurts and my head hurts and I don't feel good. And I said, okay, so let's talk about what happened, you know, and I had mm-hmm. him verbalize what happened in his day and what he ate. And he's like, it was the cake and the pizza. And I don't ever want to eat that kind of cake and that kind of pizza <laughs> again. And I'm thinking, well, there you go. There you have it. Sports fans. That's you know? a win. <laughs> That's the win. You know. I mean, and it's huge because he came to that conclusion on his own. His own, yeah. He, you know, he, he tested it out. He did not feel well. And he can say, like, then he can really own it. Right. And he can say to his peers, like, you know what? I, I really don't want to eat that. And it's not because mommy said I can't have it. It's because I don't want to eat that food because it doesn't make me feel good. But I'll hang out with you and we can have a good time. Right. And you know, I'm I just not going to eat I'm not, I'm just not going to eat that. And that's okay. And right. it's, and it that's okay. It helps him understand that relationships are not built around food. Yeah. <laughs> relationships are built right. around people and right. enjoying those people and having, making memories with people that you love and care about. That's it. So much. You know, so much. than what you're eating. Yeah. And you know, and it, it's really helpful for him to be able to draw that boundary on what he will and won't do. I mean, if you actually think about that, not to get too into it, but I mean, if you actually think about what that's going to do for him long term, I mean, with peer pressure or right. anything else, like right. he has 
you know, drawn that strength in himself. Right. And he's through that, you know what I can, I don't have to fit in, you know, or I don't, I can be different. We're all different and it's okay. Right. That's it. Right. (laughs) I don't have to be just like you and you don't have to be just like me and we can still get along. That's pretty, you know, and that's fine. And, and it's amazing. It's, and and that's all the power of real food, you know, that brings us all together. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Right to the table. But you know, I mean, I think a lot of moms listening are like, okay, you know, or Lisa, that's fantastic for you and your children. Isn't that lovely? And I'm so glad that they transition, but I've got a two year old at home and they're screaming and they're, you know, and we're making that transition. And so like, do you have any, any other insight into like what you did when you were first transitioning. It's like, I know you were, okay. So tell me a little bit because I know it would help a lot of people. My daughter was, is my daughter is very strong willed. I don't know where she got it from. I have no idea. Oh, I don't either. No clue where she got it. I can't imagine where she got that from. Strong. Okay. Let me change the wording. My daughter is very determined and she has leadership skills. She has leadership. There we go. Just like her mom. (laughs) And so she re she flat out. I remember one night she was screaming like this is our probably our first or second week into transitioning and she and was, she's two and she's two and and actually she was almost three and we all if you anybody who has a three-year-old you know that threes are far worse than twos I don't know why they call them terrible twos because <laughs> it's treacherous threes it takes a little while to catch up I think oh, <laughs> god I mean, I mean threes are just horrible so I have this almost three-year-old who is just refusing flat out refusing to eat and so I said okay what am I going to do because I can't just let her starve because she will just do that she will do this because she's that determined um so (laughs) I said I remember reading a blog and they said you know if you let your kids help help you cook they'll Mm -hmm. eat whatever they cook and so I thought okay we're gonna go in this kitchen and we're gonna make something I don't know Mm -hmm. we're gonna make something so I was like okay what's fast hmm sweet potatoes. So I gave mm-hmm. her a sweet potato and a peeler and I let her peel it. And she actually mangled the sweet potato, but I let her peel it. And then I said, okay, we're going to cut it up and we're going to boil the sweet potato. Um, and so we boiled the sweet potato and I let her put the um, maple syrup and the raw butter in and a little mm-hmm. bit of salt and a little cinnamon. And then I gave it to her and I yeah. said, okay, we're going to eat this together. Let's taste it as we go. And she, do you know she ate two sweet potatoes, like whole sweet potatoes oh that night? Gosh. And I was like, wow, are you serious? Right. <laughs> I, was looking, I was like, I was waiting for her to like lose her mind, like not eat it. But she asked for mm-hmm. another one. And I was like, oh, my gosh, she let's it. do it. Let's give it to her. She just got mm-hmm. vegetables and healthy fat. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. You know, amazing. <laughs> Well, it's so true because we hear about, you know, like, um, especially kids getting them to eat their vegetables, like having them go to the farmer's market with you and pick something out. Like that day, they get to pick what's going to be on the table that night, you know, and so they get to go and learn about the vegetables and what they look like or go and pick some salad greens or like have them even grow some, even if you don't have a lot of room, like you can grow salad greens in a little bitty pot. Um, right. And, and we they're going to own that. Right. And we had a container garden after that because I, mm-hmm. I noticed she liked she liked the vegetables. So I was like, ooh, let's grow some vegetables. Let's so do it. We had a because we live in L.A. L.A., you, know, you don't get a lot of land. So <laughs> we had a we had a container garden and we grew sweet potatoes in, in a bucket. And oh, so, awesome. yeah, and it was really amazing to see how many sweet potatoes came out of that bucket. Isn't it crazy? I, potatoes I, go insane. I had no clue. I mean, I know no clue. 
Uh, we did container gardening too. Like it was actually like raised beds um, on our farm, and I had two potato boxes, and I think I got like a hundred pounds of potatoes a season. Totally, I do, from two box no, like four foot by four foot boxes. I had no clue. Nobody told me that they were just going to lose their minds like that. So <laughs> I had like a like at least twenty pounds of potatoes out of that bucket. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I think we're set on potatoes for. <laughs> And so we grew potatoes, we grew green onions, we took the scraps mm-hmm. from the green onions, and those are really fun for the kids to watch grow. Yeah. And then to yeah. use those in a meal, you know, they're like, oh, we're going to use the green, the green onions from the garden, and I'm going to go cut the green onions from the garden. That's so cool. And so they did that. And it's like on so many levels, like we're not just talking nutrition at this point. Like, I mean, we're like really teaching them things, and they're getting their hands on the dirt, and they're getting that connection, and they're getting ownership over their food. Like there's so many levels of goodness here right and they were yeah. I mean they grew rosemary and we grew chives and we grew mm-hmm. basil you know things they could actually throw tomatoes we grew the little cherry tomatoes and, mm-hmm. and they were next to the basil so they made a right. you know, the tomato basil salad and so she right she would eat anything that came out of that garden which shocked me because she's like I don't like tomatoes and I'm looking at her like uh yeah you do <laughs> yeah you eat them all the time yeah <laughs> she would go outside and pick them off the plant and eat them you know wow so and well, there's nothing like a sun-warm tomato oh from the garden, God. that's Ooh. for sure. So, and we had the super sweet cherry tomatoes. Oh, mm, from that, those are amazing. And we saved the seeds from the farmer's market and, and then planted those. Oh, so, oh cool. So good. So, that's really smart. And I love doing the herbs. I, I think the herbs are a great idea because, you know, um, especially for people with really limited space, herbs are a great idea because, um, you know, that can actually dress up a lot of other dishes. And so, you know, if you've got that, you know, basil or you've got some thyme or some rosemary and you chop it up and then have the kids sprinkle it on top of other things, it doesn't mean they had to grow everything in the dish. Right. But because they've added that ingredient, you know, that may go, oh, wow, like I totally do the salad. and Right. And and herbs, even I, and, and I'll tell you what I did with the herbs to help. I have two kids. And so I had to have two kids in the kitchen busy doing mm-hmm. something different because if they're doing the same thing, then we had bickering. Oh, right. You want to hear that? So I would have one pick the herbs and rinse them and have the other use a pizza cutter to cut Mm -hmm. them up so that they weren't, you know, using a knife. I don't want a five road with a knife, but (laughs) using a pizza cutter, the wheel, just roll it over the rosemary, just cut it up, baby, you know, and let them cut the basil or let them cut the rosemary without a knife or scissors. But I wasn't really prepared to let a five-year-old have scissors either, so... Yeah, but they, especially if you're not right there, like you're doing other things right, in the kitchen. Right. The pizza cutter is a super smart, safe idea. Yeah, and they they love, they love, love, love helping me in the kitchen. And so I let them help me in the kitchen. Like now they get up and make breakfast. And my mm-hmm. 10, my son's 10 now, and he gets up and he makes breakfast. So it's like you let them help them, let you let them help you in the kitchen, but it also helps to make them more self-sufficient so that, exactly. you know, when we get up, we homeschool. So before we start school, when my my daughter is getting ready for, you know, getting herself together, my son's downstairs making breakfast and he's mm-hmm. scrambling eggs and getting his fruit together and his yogurt. And I'm like, wow, those five, awesome. the last five years, he already knows how to scramble eggs and he knows right because we've been in the kitchen. And, yeah. so, and those are major life skills. I mean, like how many people don't know how to cook so many, you know, I mean, kids that, you know, they're graduating college or whatever and they don't know how to cook. Right. And we, that's another thing for that 20 dishes is helping people is giving them that skill back. Cause I know that yeah. there is no more home ec. I mean, when I right. grew up, I'm, I'm dating myself here, but 
I took home ec in seventh grade. And so mm-hmm. I know, I knew a little bit how to cook. I also um, went to, I went to private school my whole life and until I got to high school and we had cooking class and so mm. we knew that's how to cook and my mom cooked, my grandmother cooked. And so I saw it everywhere to me. That's normal. It was not yeah. normal to go through the drive through. That's not no. normal. And I thought that it was normal to cook. And so when I was talking that's to a people, great thing. And they're like, <laughs> you know, you, you cook every meal. And I'm thinking, you don't cook every meal. Well, how else do you get food? <laughs> you know, how else do you eat? And you then, go to the egg tree and pull it know? off? Like, it doesn't happen that way. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I, I took, um, I remember a home ec class. It was super watered down, though. I mean, I, I think it was seventh grade or eighth grade. But um, it was like, I think we made um, cupcakes out of a, you know, a Betty Crocker, like, mix. And <laughs> yeah. seriously. And, like, <laughs> no. I'm like, I don't think that counts. Um <laughs> And then we didn't learn anything about um, sewing or anything. Like, I remember my mom saying, oh, well, we had to learn how to sew and all this. That would have been a really nice skill. <laughs> I did have to learn how to sew, too. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't re- I thought everybody did this. And then, nope, not, not really. And so with 20D, 20 dishes, I call it 20D. That's where I said, <laughs> okay, I need to teach. I want to teach people. I want to give them the, that gift that I have. And that's how to cook, how to, yeah. and not just cook, but how to make it efficient. Because who wants yes. to cook all those big, they may sound funny, it might, might not funny, it may sound good to cook Coca Vaughn. I'm going to make this yeah. beautiful Coca Vaughn. Yeah, well, it's going to take you six hours. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, girl, let me brag. I've got it down to four. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, seriously. And I've got a Cocovon recipe that is a knockoff, but it is absolutely delicious that you can have on the table in 25 minutes, you know? Wow. <laughs> so, like, and it's, I mean, all the flavors there, right? Right. That's what you want. Right. And, and I mean, or a slow cooker Cocovon so that you come home and it has cooked for six hours, but you didn't have to sit there and watch it, you know? No. That's exactly. That's what I'm talking about. I and your whole house smells, like, amazing. Uh, you walk in, you're like, oh, my gosh, right, dinner's ready. Right. Wine always smells amazing <laughs> when it's cooking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it smells pretty amazing in the glass, too. Uh, well, yeah, it does smell amazing <laughs> in the glass. Before <laughs> uh, I drink it with my meal. <laughs> wine makes everything better. That's right. <laughs> Organic wine. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Yeah, the 20 dishes is where I, like I said, I I really wanted to give people a gift and the gift of time, the gift of saving money. Because honestly, I I think we can all agree that when you don't have it planned, you spend more money. It's just, it's pretty much it. You're going to either spend more money going out or you're going to spend more money because you forgot something. You need to hit the grocery store and you don't ever get just what you went in for. Ever. Well, yeah, because you don't have a plan, so you just kind of amble up and down the aisles, and it's like, okay, this looks good, and oh, I could make X, Y, Z this week, so I'm going to get these three things, and then, like, you forget a key ingredient, right? like that Cocovon, you know, like, you forget the chicken, and so then it's like, oh, well, now I have mushrooms and all this other stuff, and I don't know what to do with it, and then it sits in your fridge, and you're like, oh, I'm going to do something with that, and, you know, you come home late, you do that breakfast for dinner a couple times, and then it's like, oh, it's a week and a half later, and I've got all this stuff left in here. It's wasteful. Right. It's totally it's wasteful. wasteful. And that's, yeah. that's where I was like, okay, we can't continue to waste food. And I would no. have, like, the best intentions. Right. The best in- and then I'd open the refrigerator and see the science experiment that used to be lettuce, yeah. 
you know? Right. <laughs> and you're like, what? Is and now that? it's the mushy, drippy stuff, right. and nobody wants that. Yeah. And so I was like, this isn't going to work. So I couldn't waste money anymore. And I, I was on, and still am on a budget. I mean, who's not on a budget? Who's, right. you know what? I can just throw money. And if you are that person, if you're like, I can just throw money away, throw it my way, you can email me <laughs> and I will gladly take it. Um. <laughs> well, and I mean, we have to be good stewards of of the food too. You know, I mean, there's so many people going without, and so we don't want to just let it sit in our fridges and and rot. I mean, that's just not good energy all the way around. Right, and and yeah. I I totally don't I don't I don't want to waste, and that's right. never my intention. And so I always nope. want it to go to good use. And so that yeah. was another another motivator for me is I was like, this is getting ridiculous. It's either I'm spending forever in the kitchen or I'm I'm spending forever at the grocery store and spending too much money, or it's yeah. going to waste. Right. That's just not, none of those options were working for me. <laughs> no. And so you needed a plan, and a plan is really the answer to that. Right, because as, yeah. as you, the old adage says, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Mm-hmm. And so, so true. I was like, I'm done. I can't do it anymore. And yeah. it's been amazing, this, this journey, since I've stopped, stopped wasting and mm-hmm. so many great people have come into my life. So many great things have come into my life since I've stopped wasting. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. you know, the energy now is so much better and it's so much more fun. You know, I yeah. try out new recipes. I get to play with my kids in the kitchen, even the 20 minutes in the kitchen. With right. The kids, it's so much easier, so much less stressful because it's our Oh, I'm rest. sure. And I'm like, look. Let's get dinner together. And they're like, oh, right. hey, I'm going to get the onions and I'm going to get this. And it's already done. And we just put it in the pot and, or in the pan or and be and done. And it's done. That's right. And they have a plan going in, too. Like you're like, you know what to tell them to do rather than you've got these two kids like I want to help. And you like, I don't know what to tell you to do. Right. <laughs> so it's like here, this is what we're going to go do. And so tell us a little bit a little bit about how 20 dishes works, because I know it, it is very different than other meal planning. Um, like you said, anybody can just like find a meal plan or find recipes. But that's really it, it's a whole different concept. Right. So the recipes, let's start. I mean, the recipes alone, first of all, they're they're delicious. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and, and they're kid approved, but not only that, but we've cho- specifically chosen hand chosen recipes that are easy. Okay. Um, I know how it is to go on the internet, look for a recipe, find mm-hmm. 35 of them and they're all different and you don't know what right. is going to work for you. So we, yeah, the ones that are easiest, we've tested them and then we put them in and then, so we give you the recipes and we give you the shopping list that goes with the recipe. But what makes it cool is that, not only can you scale up or down, you can scale all the way up to 12 people and all the way okay. down to one if you want. Oh, wow. Right? <laughs> so you can make it one serving if you're by yourself. Um, yeah. Not, not only that, um, we have paleo, AIP, gluten-free, uh, vegetarian, and just the plain old, I want to eat clean. You don't have to mm-hmm. pick the label. You can just say, I want to eat clean, the classic meat. Nice. And, and that's a really good starter one, too. Right, because yeah. it has, like, the gluten-free macaroni and cheese or the clean macaroni and cheese so that you don't right. – you teach yourself how to make a cheese sauce, and it's super easy mm-hmm. and delicious. It is so easy, it isn't is. it? It's crazy I easy. Believe like, I can't believe it was. I know. I, I can't that. believe I ever bought – like, and, like, the same as the cheese sauce is, like, your cream of mushroom soup. Oh. And, like, Anything in that vein, so cream of whatever soup, so easy like, and so much cheaper. This? And then you can make it in batches and freeze it and yeah. use it. Yeah. I was like, why did I buy that in a can? This I know, so in a better. can. Ugh. And the stuff in the can now, oh my, anyway. So back. <laughs> back <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a chemical soup. It is. It's Ugh. a chemical soup. As a friend of mine calls it, cream, uh, cream of cancer. That's what she calls it. Yeah. 
It's pretty oh true. Gosh, it's a so mess. true. But it is a mess. So, um, but you can you can you can pick a meal. You can scale it up and down. But no matter which, and we give you an entire meal plan. But you can say, let's say you see the meal plan, and you're like, I don't really like that. You can switch mm-hmm. out recipes, and it will still give you the right shopping list, and it will okay. give you the step by step prep. So that oh, nice. is the big thing: is the step by step prep because it tells you exactly what to do in what order to get in and out of the kitchen in about an hour. Now, it's wow. not, and it's not what most people think. So when I used to do preps on my own before I came up with the, with this plan, I, it would take like three to four hours. And I, and that was, mm-hmm. I was like, this is, this is too much time on a Sunday when I really want to be watching football because I'm a football junkie. <laughs> so, so I said, I have to scale this down. So I talked to some chefs and I talked to some, some grandmas and some mamas and I was like, I know that you guys don't spend four hours. And they're like, no, we don't spend that much. This is what I do. And this is what I, this is what makes it faster. And so I combined all of their knowledge into trying to get out of my kitchen faster. Oh, cool. <laughs> so nice. I came up with this, um, this method and we had our programmer basically take my brain and program it into 20 dishes. And so nice. no matter what recipe you pick, it's going to give you the step-by-step prep based on all of the recipes, what should go in what order to make it happen fastest. Okay. And so it gives you that no matter which recipes you pick, no matter how many you scale up or scale down, no matter which plan you choose, and you can switch between the plans in the middle of the week if you want to, whenever you want. So every Friday you get your meal plan so that you can grocery shop on Saturday and prep on Sunday so that you have okay. all done. And then – you go through the whole week. And so it work, it cycles through um, and gives you that. And, and I wanted people to try it so bad that I'm like, look, you can have the first week for free. Just go check right. it for free. <laughs> Just go check it out. Yeah, it's totally free. And I'm going to put the link to that on the show notes so people can, like, actually go check this out and get it for free for a week right. and see, like, how does this work? Because so basically it's like on Sunday you spend the hour in the kitchen and that's when you do prep, and all that prep is so that the next week you're only spending like 20 minutes, if that, or so, in the kitchen. Right. Making to put sides. dinner together. Right. So you okay. might be making sides. Maybe you come home and you throw, you know, your prepped meat, your protein in the oven, and then you make your uh-huh. and you're done. Okay. You know, because it's already done. And okay. So, so it's been marinating. It right. Has like the onions with it, all that. It's already ready to go. And you just throw it in. And that way at the nights when you're so busy. Right. It's very minimal. And then even on Sunday, it's minimal. And the reason I wanted it to be minimal is because I love football. And so I was like, I don't want to miss the whole game. I don't mind missing, you know, half. Half time. I don't want to miss the whole game. (laughs) I mean, I think that people's minds are like, what? I can spend an hour and do prep and have it ready so that during the week, like dinner's 20 minutes away. Right. Like that's great. Right. And they, about. and so many people don't, they're like, I don't believe you. Well, yeah. so we do webinars every every month or so. And we show people free, you know, here, we really do do this in an hour and I do it live. Here's me in my kitchen. Right. I'm like me in my kitchen. You might see my kids run through. You might see my husband walk. It's real life. It's not, you know, staged. Right. <laughs> you know? You hear doors slamming and, and the gardener in the back because it's real life. You know, I wanted people to know that I am real. This is real and it is doable to give your family real food and not spend forever in your kitchen. Like, yeah, nobody wants to nice. do that. 
That's amazing. I love it. <laughs> and I love that you can scale up, too, because it's like, okay, you know, especially with a busy family, it's like, okay, this night we have so-and-so coming over to, you know, hang out, and then this night two kids are going to be gone, and so I need to only cook for two, you know, people, and then it's always, like, changing. Right. Or and so, the reason that I love the week that it can scale is because if you are a family of four, and let's say you're like, I don't want to deal with lunches. We're just going to do lunch. Mm-hmm. You can scale up to six, have two yeah. for leftovers, and you have lunch all week, too. Done. Nice. That's <laughs> you know? so great. I love that. Yeah. And, I love that. You know, I'm one of those people, too, who hates, I'm going to say this, and I say it all the time. I, I hate, hate leftovers. leftovers. I hate them. I, I hate them. I hate them. So yeah. guess what I do? I still scale up, and I freeze them. Oh, and then I have to pull them out, and now I don't have to worry. It's not a gross lean cuisine or one of those meals. Right. It's my own food. It's frozen, and I pull it out, and it's ready to go for lunch. And I or my, awesome. I send it with my husband, and he's ready to go for lunch. You know, yeah. so it's, it's yeah, because it's not the fact that the food is like left over and that it was already cooked. It's that it's like, well, I just had that last night. I don't want it again for lunch. Right. That's I how I always go. It's not yeah. like, oh, well, it's because it's been cooked. Nope. That's not the problem. It's I don't want that same flavor again. I do not want that again. And the and it freezes. And people are like, you mean you can freeze food right. like that? I'm thinking, don't you see the whole freezer section at the grocery store? You know, <laughs> whatever, whatever is in the freezer section, and this is pretty much a rule of thumb. Whatever that they can freeze commercially, you can freeze at home. You know, without yeah, and that's all really conservative. <laughs> That's so true. And, you know, it is funny because a lot of times when you, when that's your normal or that's what you grew up with and that's what you see, it's like, well, they must be working some voodoo magic <laughs> so that that stuff is freezeable. You know, it's like yeah, half it's like, cooked or it's whatever, you know, it's not a bunch of chemicals. But the real food freezes too. Yeah. And, um, you know, I remember it, it's exactly right. Anything that they freeze there, like you can freeze at home. And I remember walking through one time and, I saw frozen mushrooms, and I was like, frozen mushrooms? Like, I never thought about that. I thought they'd get gross or whatever. I went home, and I it was brilliant because I was, at that time, not using a lot of mushrooms, but, you know, you buy the container, yep. and they'd be left over. And so I chopped them up, and I put them in the freezer in just like a zipper bag, and um, and they were fabulous. Like, I would just take them out and add them to whatever. Right. Um, I mean, you don't want to put them in a salad, no. right? But um, <laughs> but if you're going to cook them. But if you're going to cook yeah, them. They're and, uh, soft anyway, so why not freeze them? Exactly. It's beautiful. And I can't tell you how easy that's actually made life to have. I always make, like, soup kits. And I have, um, you know, like, onions and carrots and celery and, like, some cloves of garlic yep. and some herbs. Those are, like, in there ready to go. So then on right. busy nights, I just grab that. I always have, you know, homemade bone broth. I always have frozen, shredded, cooked, rotisserie-type chicken. Um, I mean, I can throw something together really fast like that. So it's all about the planning. Right. It's all about the planning. Right, and and a lot of people just are like, I didn't know I could do that. And I get that yeah. you didn't know. And that's why oh. I'm, I'm like, my, my literal job is to educate. I really want people to have healthy food, and I want to make it easy. I, I, I want to kill excuses. You know, right. I'm the excuse murderer. <laughs> love it my, my partners call me the kitchen ninja and I murder excuses and that's okay yeah. you are such a kitchen ninja <laughs> and I want people to be kitchen ninjas too I want them to say yeah. yes this is easy and and right. when it becomes easy then you know that you can do it and then you're yeah. like well I don't really want the McDonald's and you know you don't really want McDonald's anyway you know no. you want to eat healthy and you know it's easy now 
And so now it's like, oh, yeah, that's just second nature. It's just what we do. You know, and I want to have a generation of people who cook. I was going to say, what a, what a gift to your children for that to be their normal. Right. My kids, you know, and, and I'm sure people are like, yeah, I want my kids to cook, too. Me, too. I want your kids, kids to cook. I want. Right. We all do, because it's going to make so so much of a difference in their health, the health of our communities, the health of your grandchildren. Like, it's huge. The health of so big. the nation, you know, the world yeah. is dependent on our all of our children, our collective yeah. children. And if we can have right. healthy children, if we can give them healthy food and build healthy bodies and have healthy minds, then it's only going to make the world a better place. And yeah. so I feel like I'm making the world a better place with my little my little fingerprint is making the world a better place, you know? Yeah, oh, it's so true. And and that's the thing. It's like, you know, some people are like, oh, that sounds corny. But it really is about ripples in a pond. It really is about, you know, changing this one thing. In fact, yesterday I was doing a podcast and we started um, on the fly. We started this challenge. And it's uh, change one thing, hashtag change one thing. And it was like, what can you do um, today that's a little bit different? And if if prepping a meal, if going on 20 dishes and trying out a free week is your one thing, go for it. Right. Like, it's easy. It's, it, and it's like, how do you eat an elephant? And I know it can seem overwhelming. <laughs> I was the person yeah. who, like I said, I was super sick and I was overwhelmed. And I'm like, how do I do this? And I right. started with one thing. You eat an, yeah. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. One bite at a time. <laughs> you, know, you can't. You're so not going to swallow that whole elephant. I mean, right. you not. So you might well, and a lot of people that are sick, they're overwhelmed with, like, um, how do I get back in the kitchen? Like, I've had people tell me, like, Amy, I can't even get out of bed to, like, do anything. I can't take a shower and get dressed, like, at the, you know, right after another. Like, I have to rest in between. And it's like, I've been there. I've been to where a shower was, like, my daily task. Like, I showered today. It was amazing. So how do I get in the kitchen and make food? And it's like... This will help you get there. And even if you have to have somebody help you do the initial step. Totally. Think how easy it would be to have somebody come help you prep for an hour. How fun. You're going to go for a week. And how right. fun would it be? And, and so we've even been testing out lately this, these prep parties. And mm-hmm. so we've been having some of our, our users have prep parties where they have, they get together and they bring their list, whichever diet they're on, because they're on different yeah. diets. And they bring a bottle of organic wine (laughs) and they prep together and they laugh and they have community and they, they enjoy the time of togetherness that is not electronic. That is not digital. Just being in real life, in real life, you know, what people used to do back in the day. Right. Um, I love that. Building community and walking away with your whole week prepped. But you also yeah. had a good time and you had fun with right. each other. And so, well, and how soul nourishing, how good for your health. I mean, we always talk about our essential elements of whole health. Connections is one of our elements. Like, it's so huge to have that time with other people, laughing, enjoying yourself, sharing. All of that is so important. And I mean, how great that you're doing real food at the same time. Right. And so these yeah. parties are becoming really popular with cool. the community. And so we're like, okay, well, Let's see how, and that, that's literally our next step is to show people how to have these these prep parties together. Oh, like, I love let's that. have some real community. Let's start to build outside of just, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. We, we care about real food. But, Amy, you and I have talked before. We know it's more than just food. And yeah. so how can we nourish more than just our bodies? How can we nourish yeah. our souls and our, it makes right. you learn something new from somebody else, you know, and laugh and connect. 
you know, that that's so the thing it is all about connection It is all about the support because it does take a village. It does take all of us working together. And, we, you know, when you're in the kitchen with somebody, like you said, you might learn something new. If you're not sure about these things, if this is a brand new thing, that's okay. Find somebody to buddy up with. Even if like in your circle right now, you know, some of your girlfriends are like not so into this. There are ways to connect with people totally. that want to do this. Totally. Absolutely. I mean, there's and, and there's all kinds of things. And yeah. that's another thing, like, well, that's what we're doing. We're trying to do is connect people who maybe are the only person in their circle who's real, who's trying to go real food. So mm-hmm. maybe how is there a way? Is there a way that I can connect these people who yeah. don't even realize that they're four houses away from each other? You know? right. right. They're right there. You're right yeah. there with each other. How can I connect yeah. it? So. That's what we're working on is connecting cool. real food people, connecting this community, because it, there is a little bit of a disconnect. Sometimes you do feel alone, and yeah. especially in the, the Facebook world where yeah. you're like, yeah, we're on Facebook, and everybody's taking all these pretty pictures, and I don't even know how to cut an onion, you know? Right. <laughs> right. It's true. It's a real struggle for some people. Absolutely. And so I want them to know you're not alone. Uh, no. Let me see how I can connect you. So that's what we're working on now in 2020. And we've all been there. And that's the biggest thing. It's like, I know sometimes it seems like, oh, my gosh, they so have it down. Like, they're doing this, like, prep every week. And they know all about how to make these foods and whatever. And it's like, number one, that's not true. It doesn't always go as smoothly as we want. <laughs> no. Number two, no, it doesn't because it's real life. Number two, um, you know, we didn't start out this way. We had to learn. And it is all learnable. That's the beautiful thing, like the powers in it. It's not some secret society that you can't ever break into. Like, it's all learnable. Right. And I want you to learn. I, I, right. I mean, I've been doing this for seven years. So, yeah, I am faster. Yes, right. I am going to – it looks easy. I can make it look easy, yes. If you ever watch – if you watch my, late, my last webinar, I got it done in 40 minutes. Wow. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like, do I expect, you know, you to get it done in 40 minutes? No, but do I want to help right. you to get it done much faster? Yes. Right. Yes. Even if it took two hours, that's a massive win. Right. And and I went, like I said, from four to five hours to about an hour and a half. And then I was like, oh, my God, I can get this even faster. And then I got it down to right. an hour. And then it was consistently an hour. And I was like, oh, wait, this is something nice. I can help other people with. And then, you know, the more I do it, the faster I get. And the more they do it, the more you do it, the more anybody does anything, the better you get at it. I mean, you didn't get in that car the first time, the very first time you learned how to drive. I bet you didn't get in the car and go, yep, got this. You know, you're you're leaning on the wheel, got one hand on it. You're just chilling. Yeah, no. (laughs) It didn't happen like that. You were probably like white knuckles. You were, you know, braking too hard and, Seriously. Your neck is snapping and you don't know how to shift. You don't know what to do. And you're not. And you feel like you're never going to learn this. Right. And how does everybody else have it down? Why do they make it look so easy? Right. And you can't even get out of the drive. Right. <laughs> true. It's so true. And I think it's so people are looking at, you know, the food bloggers and whatever. And they're like, oh, my gosh, like I can never do that. Yeah, you can. And that's why we all do what we do is because we want to help you do it. Like we've all suffered through our own junk and came out on the other side. And it's like, okay, now how do we help people not have to go there? Right. And I wish we could have like a food blogger challenge. Post your very first picture, your very first food picture, you know. I mean, I look back Uh, at my very first picture and I'm like, oh, my God. Took that with what? 
was that a flip phone picture? I mean, you know, uh-huh. it's like, what, what Seriously. Did I make that with an Etch-a-Sketch? Right? Like, it's, it's so bad. The lighting was it's horrible. So the food's, like, piled. I mean, it wasn't pretty. It was not pretty, but guess what? We wanted I had black plates. Oh, okay. no. <laughs> yeah, I had black plates. Because that's what I had. That's what that's what looked good in my French-inspired kitchen. I had these black plates. Well, that's so great, but food looks horrible. Like cream spinach on a black plate. <laughs> and I put that on the internet, y'all. Let me just go on record with that, okay? So it's real life, and it's all about progress. It's all about learning. Like, I don't have black plates anymore. So. <laughs> and that's the thing is, like, so if you if for for anyone listening, if you ever if you ever saw the food bloggers first pictures, their first journey, first steps of the journey, it wasn't as pretty as it is now. And it's still not perfect. It's still everybody's still taking one step at a time. None of us have learned to levitate. And so <laughs> we're all still on the same journey, still here, yeah. still walking. <laughs> so true. It's so true. And, you know, I think that's inspiring for people to just understand, like, we're all in it together. And it that's what I love so much about the real food community, too, is that it's so supportive. Yeah. Because so many people have come to this through hell. Right. <laughs> through health challenges, through whatever struggle. And it's like you know, oh my goodness, you know, let's help other people. And so it's all about sharing. It's all about helping you succeed because what we all want is for everybody to be as healthy as they can be. Right. Because that makes, you know, a better place. I mean, honestly, so does tell people and they look at me like, you're so like flower child and woo Uh -uh. hugger, crunchy granola. I'm like, listen, if we had a world full of healthy people and we had a world full of healthy minds, healthy bodies, healthy brains, those people yeah. would act differently. We just, yeah. you would just would. Right. And you would. It would be a better place. And, a, and that. I mean, to the point of, like, if you think about, like, the school shootings and you think about, like, the violence that's happening and you think about the, the dysfunction that's going on in the world, it's like a lot of that boils down to health. Yep. The ill health. Yep. Yeah. And if we can. And so if we can change that. Yeah. Doing my part, just doing my part. Doing your part. And food is so powerful, you guys, because not only is it, I mean, and I say this and I mean everywhere, like it truly is what becomes us. Like we really are what we eat. Like if we didn't eat these foods, like we wouldn't have the vitamins and minerals to make the things that are us. So like we would kind of cease to exist. Right. Your skin, your fingernails, your hair, your thoughts all of this, you know, your blood, everything depends on what you're eating. So not only does it really affect you on that fundamental level, but also it is like, it's something you can do. You have control over what goes in your mouth. You have control over what you buy at the grocery store or or the farmer's market or at your farm. You have control over that. So yeah, it's learning a new system. It's learning a new mindset. It's, but it's so worth it and it's so doable and learn um, and this makes it it is you know, like you have to keep learning all the time learning you stop learning you die so right. i mean i'm always learning something new even if it's yeah. i mean maybe it's in the kitchen it's out of the kitchen maybe it's i'm right. going to start a new session of yoga or i'm going to go le- learn to read it some some new book something new because i love to grow and yes. learn and you know it's funny that you said we are what we eat because a lot of people i tell them you know they're saying, oh, I wish they would make better decisions. And I'm like, well, they're, 
a malnourished body contains a malnourished brain. And so you kind of don't make the best decisions when you're malnourished or when something's off. I mean, think about it when I know a lot of people are listening, have never been here, like never been, never don't even understand what I'm about to say. But if you've ever been drunk, (laughs) your brain, you've given your body a lot of alcohol and your brain has a lot of alcohol and you don't say the right things. You don't do the right things. You might be slurring. You might... Yeah, you, you don't act there. how you would normally act. Right, because your body yeah. is not at its 100%. And, right. so, and you're not reaching your full potential, for right. sure. Right, and so right. same with food. If you're not giving your body 100% and you're not reaching your full potential, you're not going to make the best decisions. You're not going to say the best things. You're not going to be 100%. And so that's kind of how I help people understand how important it is to nourish our bodies because you're nourishing your brain and you're nourishing every other aspect. It's all intertwined, all of it. And it's amazing because like a lot of people think, Oh, well, my emotions are separate or whatever. Uh And (laughs) my thoughts are separate and they're so not. And again, like I go back to the essential elements of whole health, like thoughts and emotions, one of our elements, you know, and it's, it's really hard to explain, but I mean, I do remember what my mental state was like when I was so sick and oh it was a mess and it wasn't just it wasn't just oh I'm sick so I'm depressed or I'm feeling bad so of course I'm going to be angry like nobody you know thinks well when they're sick right but it was so much deeper than that was actually like my relationships and my ability to reason and my patience and traffic and my my call my state of calm Uh uh-huh it was so drastically different. It's, I'm a different person, and I know I'm a different person. So true. I was, I was angry mommy. Yes. Um, I, I know that I, I'm just a complete, and even in my kids, and I, this is outside, and when I watch my kids eat, when I, I know when they've eaten some bad food. Yeah. they're different people. I'm like, yes. oh, my God. And my husband, for the longest, didn't understand. Now, I knew what I was like. I get, I see what's going on when they go to grandma's mm-hmm. house, and she's, she, does, she wasn't on board. She is now. She wasn't on board back then, and Grandma would give them whatever. Like, oh, we're just going to stop at McDonald's and get some, you know, Mm -hmm. burgers and fries. And so they They can't handle it. And they can't, they would come home little terrorists. I was like, what is going on? What did you eat? That was my first question. Seriously, what what did you eat? They were like, we had McDonald's. And they would, I mean, crabby, just, I was like, who are you? And because their body is so irritated. Like, it's really, I mean, I remember like when I used to have, um, I was at home by myself. Nobody else was there. It was just me. I made a sandwich for lunch, um, you know, store-bought wheat bread, whatever. And um, I remember sitting on the couch, and I was just watching TV and because uh, I couldn't really do anything else. And I, I just, like, all of a sudden wanted to just scream and punch and, like, hurt something. I'm like... <laughs> so mad I can't even like, see you like that you're such a sweetheart I'm like thank you, you <laughs> oh my gosh I was so just like internally like I almost just felt itchy on the inside like I'm just so uh, and it was like I realized I kind of went out of my body for a minute and was kind of like you know what is going on here because nobody's here irritating me you know if my husband would have been there I would have been like it's all your fault you right. know I'm so mad at you you're making me angry <laughs> You know, but it was just me. And I'm like, what was it? And I'm like, you know what? It was that sandwich. It's what I ate. And that was such a light bulb for me because I realized like, oh, yeah, the past like four times or whatever I could remember, I've had that. 
it made me really angry or it made me feel really bad. Um, you know, and it's funny that you mentioned the kids because, um, you know, we were, we had a podcast the other day with Erin Smith and she was talking about her, um, her little ones. And I think they're three and two and three or three and four. Anyway, they're young. And, um, she said when they have like a cupcake or something, she almost can't even stand to be around them because <laughs> they just turn into like crazy, crazy kids. And I don't mean just like hyper from the sugar. No. I mean, they're just like, she said they're manipulative. Yeah. They're like um, whole different people, yeah. whole different people. And she's, she can see it like I, a switch. I totally agree. Yeah. And, and I didn't even realize I mean, I knew it for myself, like, oh, I know I can't eat this. It makes me this. I mean, I can't eat that. It makes me crabby, you know. I, when I, when my kids were coming, I was like, you can't go to grandma's house, apparently. Right. Apparently. Because we can't live together. Right. I just can't. I can't take it. But it was so funny because she did it. I try, I would try to talk to her. My husband would try to talk to her after he realized, recognized what was going on. And, and so finally, she fed them some food and they had been, they hadn't been to grandma's house in like maybe three or four months. And so they had mm-hmm. three or four months of very clean detox. We were bone brothing. I mean, just, I was like this, I can't. And so mm-hmm. they, they got to grandma's house. She's like, Oh, McDonald's. And my son is like, no, thanks. And so she's right. like, um, you know, I'll just get you a shake. Okay. So he took the shake because he thought it was like, you know, what I make a <laughs> smoothie. Right. And it wasn't. And so he took the shake and he literally took three, and she tells the story because she's like, I'll never take that. They can't eat that ever again. He took three sips and threw up all over her bedroom. I was going to say, and threw up. <laughs> all over her bedroom. And she was like, oh. oh, my God, I can't stop him. And he threw up again and threw up again. And he was wow. sick, like physically, like just, and she's like, I can't do that to my grandbabies. And I'm thinking, I've been telling you this the whole time. You know? <laughs> but it's easier. It's so much easier for people to um, get, wrap their brain around when it's, um, a physical symptom right when children are throwing up or when they have a headache or they you know it seems like that's so much easier than drawing the connection between the behavior or something that it happens three days later right um which it you know it affects everybody but kids especially for a long time right. it's not just like this one meal or this one thing um and certainly with food allergies you know that can cause i mean inflammation and, and changes for weeks, right? Weeks. Right. And especially with eczema running in my family. Uh-huh. So my daughter will eat, eat something that she's not supposed to eat and will break out. Like she'll have rashes and she's like, I'm itchy. Right. And I'm like, okay, why are you itchy? What did you eat? I mean, I don't even ask her. I'm like, why are you itchy? Why do you think you're itchy? Well, I ate some Cheez-Its from the friend at school. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. So she, I mean, she'll take like classes. We take, they take classes, even though we homeschool. And so uh-huh. she's like, I, they had Cheez-Its in class. And so I ate some. They're not gluten-free. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I know. Well, it is tough because, you know, and, and even for adults, too. Like, when we see these foods, like you were talking about the shake at McDonald's, it's like, okay, how bad could that be? Because a shake has ice cream and milk. And maybe, like, chocolate syrup or whatever, or cocoa powder or whatever. So it's like, if I make it at home... That's kind of what it has. And I know in my ice cream, it's like, you know, right. cream, egg yolks, you know, um, maple syrup, yep. pure vanilla, you know, and it's like, how bad could it possibly be? It is not even anywhere near that. I don't even know. I'm not even sure there's milk in it. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and he had like a strawberry, he had a strawberry um, shake. 
what it has no it doesn't even have strawberries in it i mean what is that all that he he and he learned firsthand okay i'm not gonna do that i'm never right. doing that again and his and my daughter was sitting there and she was watching him cry because she was like i'm just not gonna eat you know she didn't want to eat anything and you know, grandma was like <laughs> she was like well i'll take so she took takes my daughter to in and out and gets her a protein style burger which is leaps and bounds above what she used to do yeah. And then, but she had got my son the strawberry shake at McDonald's only because my daughter wouldn't eat. And so uh-huh. my daughter's like, I'll eat the burger, but I'm not eating anything else. Oh, no, I'm not having a shake. You know? <laughs> so right. She's like, I'm watching him suffer. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm really glad that, you know, it's really nice when family members come on board, even if they're not in the beginning, if they, when they come on board, because it does help. It does help parents so much have that support, and it is tough when family members aren't on board or they try to sabotage. I've heard a lot of that, you know, where um, grandma gets a hold of them and is like, well, I know you don't eat X, Y, Z at home, but I'm going to feed it to you here because McDonald's or chocolate or this or that is like part of childhood, so you need to eat it. Oh, my God. Were, and were you at the, Were you in the conversation when she told me that? Because she told me exactly that. Like, are you you're serious? taking away their child. I swear, you are taking away their childhood. And I'm thinking, what? When is McDonald's childhood? Part of childhood. I'm like, it's like the marketing messages have done their job. Oh, oh. I was like, no, their childhood is perfectly intact. They play outside. They get dirty. Right. That's childhood. Right. They learn, they grow, they experience. Like, no. Right. It's so different. And, you know, and it is tough for families when, I I mean, I've I've worked with clients that, you know, their spouse isn't on board. And so that's really tough. I mean, I've had families that, you know, the the kids and the mom are on, you know, a new eating plan and they're getting healthier and dad will drive through McDonald's and they go, we're not eating this. And he'll sit there and eat it in front of them. I mean, there's all these levels. And it, you know, in those situations, guys, it's all about that person. (laughs) It's all about the saboteur because they are projecting their own fears and feelings. And like, I don't want to change and I have control over what I eat. Like I know plenty of grandparents that have, you know, my clients have told me have tried to sneak in these foods. Oh, he can have a cookie. Yep. I fed you cookies and you're fine. You know, the whole story. And it's like, nope. Not really. <laughs> I mean, my husband's not, really. not on board either. When I started this journey, like I said, my journey has been, it's been a journey. I, I, my husband was not on board. I started all by myself, like not even my kids. He was like, nope, you're not putting them on any diet. You know, that uh-huh. word was a diet. Right. And he's like, they're not going on a diet. And so then right. he saw that my skin was clearing. And then he saw that I was feeling better and I had more energy and I wasn't falling asleep on the couch at night. And then he's like, wait a minute you know, maybe it is making a difference. There's something to this. I was like, well, I'm just going to make this for the kids. And so then they start, they got on board and then my daughter's eczema and my son's eczema cleared. And then he stopped having, because my son would literally have ear infections three to four times a year to where they wanted to put tubes in them. And he did not, he hasn't had an ear infection since we changed Mm -hmm. our diet. No, it's usually diet. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So then my husband's like, wait a minute. I, I have this bursitis that just won't go away. He changed his diet. Oh, guess what went away? Oh, who knew, you know, and then he's on board and it's like, oh, if you would just try it, you know, you don't Mm -hmm. have to be super sick because it it gets me what's funny to me. And I know we're running a little over, but what gets me is when people have diabetes, the first thing that the medical community tells them to do is change your diet. Mm -hmm. But then when people are like, I'm changing my diet. Well, why? You're not sick. Well, why do I want to be sick? 
sick. Why do I have to get to that point? Like, what level of sick do I have to get to to want to be healthy? <laughs> like, why do I have to justify? Yeah, I hear it all the time, too. And it's like, what? And so, I mean, I know we joked in the beginning about, you know, the perfect one with the pimple and the headache. But it's like, <laughs> she had a pimple and a headache, and she needed to change, and she did, and that's great. I mean... You know, we joke about it because it's like, yeah, then they feel like, oh, it's so easy and everything comes so fast. But, you know, it's kind of like people that can eat anything they want and not gain weight. Sometimes you kind of are mad at them a little bit. <laughs> but it's like um, it is important because it's like, okay, what what did she need? What would justify? Why do we have to justify it? Right. Does, does she have to be having a cold? Does she have to be on her deathbed? Like right. what what point can somebody make changes? And it's like. Any time you want. Right. Any time you want. Right. Because you can always do better. You can always feel better than you do right now. Right. So if it's just a headache or it's just like arthritis or it's, I mean, just, right? But these things affect our life. Right. And your body giving not? you signals. It's always giving you signals. And right. it's up to us to listen. Even if right. your body, like I don't get pimples. That's pretty much yep. it. I don't. And so if I, if I see my skin start to break out, like if I get a pimple, I'm like, okay, what has changed? What's going on? Instead of where it used to be like, oh, let me go get some Clearasil, you know, now it's like, okay, what did I do? Oh, you know, my body telling me I've eaten way too many nuts. I can't eat too many nuts because they cause Mm -hmm. inflammation for me. I have autoimmune issues. I have eczema. So guess what? I can't eat a ton of seeds. Or nuts, because I'll break out. Oh, that's right, I did. I ate a whole bag of sunflower seeds. Right. Or I was somewhere and they made something with almond flour or whatever. Like, it adds up sometimes and you don't even think about it. And it is being attuned to your body and what's normal and whatever. But you can't even really know normal until you've kind of, like, cleared all the junk out and you have that baseline. Because you don't really know what what you're reacting to. You don't really have a clue. And, you know, we talk a lot about a, a health savings account and if you've listened to the podcast you probably heard me mention this before but it's like everybody reacts differently to different things and we sort of have this health savings account where it's like you know for me maybe I have a super strong health savings account because my grandparents and my parents like ate really well they were really healthy we just happen to have hearty genetics and so you know things wouldn't affect me Um, for a while, you know, I can maybe eat crap food and and smoke cigarettes and drink a lot and um, use toxic products. And and I don't really, I go, well, I'm fine. This isn't really affecting me. Why is it affecting you? And maybe someone else is going to have, which by the way, is not true for me at all. Um, I don't have, (laughs) I did not have much of a health savings account. I came in reactive to everything, but um, I was pretty thankful too. Yeah, right. But you've kind of got somebody else that has, um, you know, grandparents were kind of sick, parents were sick, maybe the genetics aren't as hardy as, you know, you might want them to be. Maybe there's been so many illnesses that have, like, compromised so that, you know, when you were, when your mom was pregnant with you, like, you know, she wasn't at her healthiest and, and you had mineral deficiencies or whatever and then came in and had ear infections and this and that. It's all cumulative. And so maybe you start out at, at three or four or even earlier having issues where somebody else can be in their 60s before they're having issues. But somewhere along the way, living this way is affecting you yep. because if you're eating the conventional food filled with chemicals and, and not much nutrition, 
not many vitamins, not many minerals, not much life essence. You know, if you're if you're um, inundating yourself with toxins, you're taking medicines to cover up every little symptom that might appear. Um, eventually, it's going to come out, and it's going to come out in a big way because your body's just trying to talk to you. It's trying to tell you, like when you have that headache, it's not an ibuprofen deficiency. <laughs> It's not. I love that. It's a symptom of something else, <laughs> right? How oh, it is. It's so it's true. And it's going to build up, you know. It builds up, and it's toxic magnification, toxin magnification. And mm-hmm. if you continue to, to just build it up, build it up, build it up, build it up, it's going to come out, like you said, in a huge Huge way. And like it's suddenly stage four cancer right. or suddenly a heart attack or something else that's like, oh, gosh, if I just would have made these changes long ago. And I'm not saying that this makes you bulletproof and that you're never – I mean, we're not all going to live forever. Like, eventually, guess what? We're all going to die. Spoiler alert. Like, it will happen. <laughs> but quality of life along the way matters a whole hell of a lot, guys. And I'm so much happier this it's way. So I'm so oh my gosh. much happier. I wish – I can tell you that, that how, I mean, and I've all, I'm a happy person. I've always been a, I've yeah. always been a glass half full kind of person. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I was always that person who was like, oh my gosh, she woke up happy. That was me. Like, I just wasn't a crappy person, person. but now it's like, I'm even happier. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of amazing what, I mean, I honestly can't even put into words the difference um, in my life now. And I don't think I ever, I mean, I I just kind of wanted to feel better. You know, I really did. I just kind of wanted to not be in pain 24 hours a day. Because you can't take off your body, folks. Right. You can't. You can't take it off and, and lay it aside. You you don't get a break. And so I kind of, um, that was my only goal. It was like, if I could just have like a day that I'm not in constant pain. And like, to see the changes that have happened. And I mean, I can't even believe it. Truly. And there's no words because like to be able to move across the country, start a farm, you know, I mean, we had a farm of over 200 animals. It was my husband and I like to do that and to um, and then to be able to travel like we are like right now we're on our real food road trip. So we're traveling around the country for two years and and seeing all these different things and going all these different places. I mean, I'm hiking the Grand Canyon, like all this stuff like I never even dreamed. I, I didn't even think I was going to be able to, like, live in my little suburban house and exist. <laughs> it makes your outlook different. It makes you, you know, so it started with me saying, okay, if if food is doing this, if, if I have this control over food and it makes this change, what other control do I have to make right. my life even better? And it just opened up a whole new world of possibilities, you know, of things I never thought I'd be able to do. And see, you know, to walk, to stay home with my kids, to quit my job, to start a business that is changing the world, to meet amazing people, to just, it's, my life has changed. It's completely different. You know, it's it's completely different. And I'm sure there's somebody going, yeah, that's not just food. But it's not just food, but that's where it started. That is where it started. And I think, again, it's all about the power and the energy. And, and I mean, of course, like we talked about, food is what becomes you. So it really is like fundamentally changing you at a cellular level. But just thinking about you having control over that, having the power in your hands, like that's big. And so what do you really have to lose? Like if you haven't changed your diet, like what do you really have to lose to try? Right. It's really delicious, lovely food. And I'm telling you, like, 
I sure as heck don't miss McDonald's or <laughs> no. macaroni and cheese in the disposable cups or any of that. <laughs> oh, you used like, to eat those too? <laughs> uh-huh. Or the hot yeah. ramen. <laughs> I would actually lay on the couch, you know, because I was so sick. I would lay on the couch, and it would be time to eat lunch, and I would get up, and I would take the, you know, bulk Sam's Club purchased Kraft mac and cheese in the um, plastic cups. You add the boiling water and you throw it in the microwave and I'd eat that and go lay on the couch and go, God, why do I feel so bad? Why do I, I don't understand. Right. Why am I so sick? Right. And it's like, I just gave myself another dose of poison. Right. Just gave myself another day of feeling bad. And I didn't know it. I didn't know it. I didn't. I was clueless. I'm telling you, I was so, and I just, I'm, I was so clueless. I was like, I'm eating healthy. I'm, I'm on Weight Watchers. And I, I don't, I mean, that's healthy food. They're telling me that I can eat these points and it's healthy. So mm-hmm. what that I ate my points, I ate my points today of fat-free hot dogs on a fat-free bun with fat-free cheese yeah. from, with fat-free right. chili out of a can and then some fat-free. And gave my body nothing. Gave my, it depleted my body of what I was, depleted. what I needed. Yeah. <laughs> like because even though it was calories right. and it kept you like moving. And it did taste um, good and I wasn't happy. So I'm yeah. like, come on, this has got to be a different way. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, I think we all we all have been there, and certainly growing up um, in the in the fat phobic you know '90s, it was like, oh, it was all this processed fat free stuff and whatever, which is great for the food companies and awful for the rest of us for all of our health. Just horrible, horrible, horrible. Um, if you are not up to date on the fact that fat does not make you fat, that fat does not. Um, ruin your health and does not give you heart disease. If you're not up on that, I, I encourage you to spend some time Googling because none of that was ever proven. Right. <laughs> it was actually all contested from the get-go. But, um, you know, a lot of the studies done on saturated fats were done on damaged trans fats and, and you know, like vegetable shortening and things like that. Totally, totally different than real natural fat. Mm, totally butter. different. Mm, butter. Yeah, exactly. I mean, my kids get coconut oil every day. They get at least two tablespoons of coconut oil every day. I have two to three tablespoons of coconut oil every day. Butter, grass-fed butter every day. And guess what? It's the fat. I am happier. A low-fat diet actually makes you sad. It makes, well, yeah. It stresses you. It it actually shrinks your brain. It doesn't, um, you're not able to build your hormones. It ruins your skin. I mean, on and on and on. Like, we need fat. Yeah, yeah. We or and why would it exist? Like, can you ever imagine, like, who was the one going, like, what food genius at some processing company was like, let's sell them all on the idea of skim milk. Ugh. And then we can sell the cream separate. Won't this be beautiful? As my husband calls it's it like, blue no, water. He calls it blue water. Right? I don't want to drink that blue water. <laughs> And a lot of people don't understand that, like, skim milk is actually bulked up with some, um, like, dried milk powder because it, otherwise it would have no texture. That stuff's just so oxidized, so bad for you. They're even adding aspartame to the stuff now and not labeling it. Yuck. Not labeling it. I mean, they gave skim milk to, to pigs to fatten them up. So yeah. what do you think it's going to do to us? I mean, yeah. it's, just, it's yeah. like, come on, it's not good for you. If your body's no. acting in that way, no. it's not good. You know, no. so I, I, my kids eat, get the raw milk. If they get milk, yeah. um, it's yeah. raw. If they right. get cream, all together natural. it's raw. And I know some uh, people don't have access to that or they're like, raw milk's not, not safe. Just do some research. Right. And if you find some research that says that it is not safe, find out who funded that research, who backed it. Yeah. 
And, you know, you got to, you got to do your due diligence these days. People, yeah. you just, you just have to, you know, you got to look out for you and not just take. And it's small day. steps. Yeah. It's small steps. You know, I, I think actually raw milk was, was one of the first steps for us actually funnily enough, because um, I had gotten some food test results back that um, the allergy test that I couldn't do dairy. And I was like, Oh no, like that's a big food group. So, um, for me at that time and I was like oh no and so um you know we cut it out we actually went raw vegan which was like such a mistake but um but that was the information that was out there you know you learn you do better but um but like yeah and then I found out that uh a lot of people were saying like even though they can't tolerate you know dairy from the store they can tolerate raw dairy and I'm like what I'm one of those and so yeah yeah I, I tried it and massive difference yep. no problem yep I'm one of those no people problem. where they were like oh no you can't have dairy and I'm like oh, okay I can't have dairy I have eggs I can't have dairy my kids can't have dairy we tried raw milk and we were fine no fine. reaction no skin reaction days later no upset tummy nothing huge difference huge and it's delicious oh my god it's- it is so delicious it is and you know i understand people are kind of like oh this is new like whatever you know i've heard this is bad and whatever but i mean go back to what our grandparents would consume and you know if you go back and you look at the history and like what was really going on when when all the laws were passed for milk to be pasteurized like the cows weren't being mistreated like no food safety standards at all right. were being served like People were milking that were very sick. They were feeding these cows like barley mash and and leftovers from making um, alcohol. And, I mean, just like awful, awful, dirty conditions. And it's not like that at all now. Um, But we're not saying that, like, that's that's the savior and that's the only thing you could do. If that doesn't fit into your lifestyle or your food plan or anything like that, you don't have to do it. Right. Whatever. Right. Um, But find what works for you and really go back to the real, natural, whole, organic food and such a difference right such a difference and I love that you guys offer like we said the free week because that's a way for people to go in and go oh okay like I'm going to start with this so that I'm spending less time in the kitchen I'm learning these cooking skills you know and I'm going to give this a try and for those of us that have been doing a real food lifestyle for a long time because I know a lot of people listening are in this world already um but they're you know overwhelmed with all this stuff in the kitchen um so they're like let me make this more efficient and that's that's exactly what 20 dishes does and i love how different it is because i've done meal planning before and it hasn't worked for me but this is totally different right i did meal planning before and it didn't work for me i mean that's yeah that's why i was like i did it before i got them for free and i was like okay this just i got the plan but it's still taking me forever in the kitchen yeah and i was like this can't work so i i'm so glad that you gave me the opportunity to help more people to on your podcast. So I'm, I'm really grateful that you expanded my reach today. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I mean, it's just, it's really powerful stuff. And um, I know we've had in those conversations about all this stuff because that's the thing when you're in the real food community, you meet wonderful people and you can <laughs> have those great connections. Yeah. And we can talk forever. Like I, can I know talk about all that. Forever. I like, Oh, I know. <laughs> I love it. I think about our lunch at ShiftCon, and we were like, hey, we've been sitting down here for two hours. <laughs> I know. I know. But that was, you know what, that was so powerful for me. And and everybody there was just like, wow, like I got so much out of this in the lecture like we missed. Because it was like connecting in real life and really dealing with um, with problems that we're all facing, right. you know, daily. Making and so, connections. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, well, Orlisa, thanks so much for being here. Again, Orlisa is visiting us from 20 Dishes. Um, all the links will be in the show notes for the show over on Real Food wholehealth.com so if you go to realfoodwholehealth.com under podcasts and you'll find the show notes for this episode so Orlisa thanks so much for being here we so appreciate it of course thank you so much all right we'll talk to you soon bye thanks so much for joining us today and please remember to leave us an iTunes review also head over to our website at realfoodwholehealth.com and enter your email to receive free goodies discounts updates and more See you next time on the Real Food Whole Health Podcast.